Hello there, it's JR. Here's what you need to know this morning. Quiet night across the NHL with just three games, one in the East. Dominique Kobalik had the winner with four minutes left to give Detroit a bit of a life in the playoff race, beating Chicago 4-3. to Minnesota doubled Winnipeg 4-2. to Marc-Andre Fleury with 46 saves. The Wild, though, lost Kirill Kaprizov during the game after he took an awkward fall, tangling up with the Jets' Logan Stanley. And the only other game, Vancouver got by Anaheim 3-2 in overtime. JT Miller's second of the game was the winner there. It's a Sens game night in Seattle. The Sens will be without Cam Talbot for tonight and perhaps as long as three weeks. Sens announcing Talbot as a mid-body injury, what Darren Dreger is reporting as an oblique strain, likely suffered Saturday against Columbus. It's the third different injury for Talbot this season, which has limited him to 32 games. That means the goaltending is now in the hands of Mad Solgard and Kevin Mandelize, the rookie duo who held down the fort the last time Talbot and Anton Forsberg were injured back in February. Seattle, meanwhile, has won five in a row. They're two points behind both L.A. and Vegas for first place in the Pacific Division. It's a 10 o'clock faceoff, an 8 p.m. pregame right here on TSN 1200. Flyers defenseman Tony D'Angelo has been suspended two games for spearing Tampa forward Corey Perry in a game on Tuesday. D'Angelo received a five-minute major and a game misconduct for spearing Perry below the equator the second suspension of D'Angelo's career. In the American Hockey League, Belleville continues its good play of late, thumping Laval 5-1, to one, two goals for Lassie Thompson, a goal and three points for Ridley Gregg. The B-Sens are now one point back of Laval, which holds the final play-in spot in the Northern Division. NBA, the Raptors lost to the Clippers 108-100 in L.A. Kawhi Leonard led the Clippers with 24 points and 12 rebounds. Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes each had 20 for the Raps. Police in Colorado say Memphis Grizzlies point guard John Morant will not face criminal charges stemming from his Instagram live video in which he appeared to display a handgun at a nightclub. The Grizzlies announced that Morant will also be away from the team for at least four more games in addition to the two he has already sat out. U Sports National Women's Basketball Championships begin today at Cape Breton. The number one seeded Carlton Ravens will play the host team at seven tonight. Carlton going for its second national championship, last winning in 2018. At Wednesday's award ceremony, Ravens' Jacqueline Urban was named U Sports Rookie of the Year. She was second in the OUA in rebounding and second on the Ravens in scoring. After 47 seasons, Jim Beheim is retiring as the men's basketball coach at Syracuse University. The official announcement came after the Orange lost 77-74 to Wake Forest on a buzzer-beating three-pointer at the ACC tournament. The loss eliminates Syracuse from the NCAA tournament, in which the school has made it 35 times in Beheim's tenure, with five trips to the Final Four and one national championship in 2003. At the Briar, Manitoba's Matt Dunstone is the lone remaining unbeaten team heading into the final day of round-robin play. Dunstone defeated the previously unbeaten Kevin Cooey 9-5 to improve to 7-0, while Cooey falls to 6-1. Brad Gushu and Brendan Botcher share the lead in Group B, also both 6-1. Champions League Bayern Munich and AC Milan became the third and fourth teams to book their spots in the quarterfinals. Bayern blank PSG 2-0 to win 3-0 on aggregate. AC Milan and Tottenham drew 0-0, leaving Milan up one nothing, And the unofficial fifth major of the golf season, the Players' Championship, begins today outside Jacksonville, Florida. The power threesome this morning includes John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, and Scotty Scheffler. Six Canadians in the field as well, playing for a record first-place prize 
of $4.5 million. And now you're up to date. Gang's all here, JR, Simmer, and Hammer, and you're waking up to another day just like yesterday, which was a lot like the day before. Gonna be cloudy, gonna be kind of breezy, gonna be a little bit on the cold side. Uh, so wind chill throughout the day today. Actually, see a little bit of sunshine. Mix of sun and clouds, that's in the forecast. Zero will be the high, uh, though we will have a wind chill, uh, especially this morning, which will keep it feeling a little bit colder than that. Uh, tomorrow, again, more of the same. Cloudy, zero. Outlook for the weekend, by the way. Uh, minus two for the high Saturday, minus three for the high Sunday. Of course, this weekend kicks off March break officially on the Ontario side. And uh, don't forget, this is also the weekend. We spring forward. Clocks go ahead one hour as uh, of uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning, which means it'll be light till like seven o'clock at night. It should be pretty nice for most of us. As we say, good morning. Hello. Happy Thursday. Happy Sands game day. Late Sands game day to Sean Simpson. How are you doing this morning, Simmer? Uh, excellent, JR. And it's not a full Friday for the big hammer. And he just released his how to make coffee video, which is all the rage in Canada. It's already trending. So Wow. And the fact with the time change means he's got one less hour in Florida. So oh, you better better make up some, some time on the road there, Hammer. Get her down there. Make up that hour. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. I think there's enough hours there that I'll be on the road uh, that, that one. And I'll be there by then. I'm just going to lose an hour of sleep for my first night. What time are you guys rolling out in the minivan? We're going to roll out. I'm going to grab plan? her. The plan is 8.30. 8.30 tomorrow morning? 8.30 tomorrow morning. Oh, Have start. you confirmed that the vehicle's there? Late start. Have you confirmed that they... three hours. Are you confirmed that for sure the vehicle's there? Okay, I called uh, a week ago. The oh, European could... Union lady ended up returning it? It's all good so okay. far. Okay. I called a week ago. They said it's here. We have your reservation. It's good to go. I said, hey, can you confirm, and I never thought I'd say this, that it's a minivan. <laughs> and he said, yes, Mr. Hamer, it's a minivan. Can wow. you confirm you're a man? Did he ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> you're taking a long trip with four other people. Oh, you need awesome. a minivan. Oh, I agree. No, I think it's and a good way to go. gas. And I, you really want a big old SUV? No, I don't. Right, something like a uh, one of those uh, Dodge uh, Dodge deals. Yeah, th- who They're else the only makes people mini- that make yeah. minivans? Who makes now? minivans these yeah. days? So three rows. Yeah, you got the built-in TVs in the back for the kids. I don't think so. No. You don't think so? I don't think so. You weren't asked to check on these sorts of things. I, I didn't pay for anything. That seems like something I'd have to pay for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I right. think. Well, they got their they got everything loaded up, but they're not going to be able to use data, right? So you got to you got to no, download we've got everything. That. We've got we've got you got some a data apps. package? No, not oh. with the minivan. I could have for twenty one dollars no. a day. I thought, you know what? No, thank you. No, I, I meant you know on their phones. Like, what what's the phone plan you got going? Yeah, so we've got something. It's called an eSIM. It's like a virtual SIM that okay. once we cross the border, it kicks in. Sounds and illegal. all it is is data. It's not illegal. Sounds not illegal. A, no, Sounds shenanigans. It's not illegal. Get the vocabulary. Like yeah, I think that's what the drug dealers use. The exactly. same thing. Those and the hookers. <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of a coded thing. Probably got a Blackberry going. Uh, the politicians get in touch with the ladies of the evening. No, it's completely legit. It'll be on Ashley Madison. It'll be the first website that pops up. Misty Rivers. Oh, oh you'll be riding the river all the way down. Gives us like 20 gigs for, I don't know, I think it's a... Uh, 40 bucks American. Mm. We'll reload it when need be. I'll have one. My the price oldest. seems low. Well, hotspot. No, I've used it before. Mm. I used it when I went to Pittsburgh. Mm. It's mm. all good. It's on the up and up. People that know, 
No. That's the people JR. running drugs out of Florida. They use that app as well. So you'll be getting uh, little beeps here as you're heading down. We'll be finding any, any opioids. Yeah. We'll be what? finding many Matthew Hamers identity being stolen starting next week. It's completely it, does sound, legit. it does sound like an identity theft for sure. It's not. All of a sudden your cards are going to be maxed out. You're going to have no cash. Hey? I, I don't think you guys I don't understand do... how these e-SIMs and how SIM cards no, you're work. Right. Just so you know, neither Simmer or I are available for any sort of wire transfer. <laughs> what if I'm in point. desperate need you to no. call AJ? <laughs> yeah, call AJ. If you can get a hold AJ. of AJ, you can get a hold of him and get him to answer his phone at any time before noon. All right? Let us know. If there's one guy I know that has zero credit or cash to send my way after the World Cup and now, what, uh, a pending two-week vacay to Italy? Three, I think. That I heard him talk about on the air, so I know I can mention it. Yeah. Yeah. that's the last person I'm I'm reaching out to. That's a good point. Good point by you. All right. Yeah. I don't. I, he he doesn't have anything for me. Well, we wish you Godspeed. Good luck. Eight thirty. So you're planning to be there by uh, Saturday morning at a uh... few stops. You know, you'll stop for dinner. You know, maybe, hopefully, get through the overnight. If not, stop at one of those little, uh, you know, little side action rest stop things. Have a little uh, little nap. Oh, siesta. The fam. Oh, you're, uh, be. you're a family's gonna. Sleep at a rest stop in the, in the United States in a minivan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what all families do in the like, United States? Like they usually said, get a hotel. <laughs> no, not this that's cheap usually, guy. That's usually uh-uh. usually the Holiday Inn Express that's along Why the way. Why would I spend a hundred and fifty bucks for four to five hours when I can just have a little little cat nap? Well, you're in gonna the wake up and the wheels are long gone. <laughs> Be up on blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and the family. Yeah. You guys forget, I've got some baseball bats in the van. I'm going to bust out if anybody's trying to take my minivan's wheels. Where in Florida are you staying? What's the city? Like, Boca. Boca? Boca. Boca Raton. That's some high-end right high end stuff Raton, there. Florida yeah. weather. Oh, it's That's gorgeous. Long. Come yeah. on, it's yeah. sunshine straight through. So 22 degrees right now. Oh, yeah. That's wow. too hot. That's 28 too hot. Friday, 30 on your arrival oh. day. It looks a little cloudy. That's hot. Uh, and then 29, 32, 26, 24, 27, nice. all next week. I'm already complaining. A That's lot awesome. A lot of sun other than Monday looks a little iffy. Other than that, it looks like uh, good weather, so... Well, you're gonna have a you're, you're gonna have a nice burn riding back. Nope, that is my <laughs> one and my one and only goal of this trip. Well, nobody crying too. I don't want anybody crying in this long road trip. There's no crying in baseball. Well, who knows? You never know. Uh, is not to. I'm not coming back with a burn. I am okay. ultra sunscreen. Okay. I am like layering it on. Okay. I've I've stressed to my kids. You don't want to ruin this week by having a sunburn. So let's let's keep the sunscreen on, my boy. Hey, you're out. You're outside all day long. Don't ruin a baseball week in Florida with a burn and be complaining. I can't swing the bed, my neck. Or, no. Are they going to be down? Up. They're going to be down with the American boys. They're all going to have the chew in, big old spittoon. Hey, you got to be. You got to look the part when you go down there. <laughs> all the kids down there are chewing. That's hey. all seeds, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it could be. Going. Yeah, it could be. Sixteen-year-old yeah. just yeah. A, with a big wad of tobacco. Yeah, and just yeah. spitting her out on the field. Unsigned Texan says gas in the U.S. gets cheaper the further south you go. Ninety cents a liter. So go for what? the big old suburban. Wow. Yep. What, like ninety cents versus I know it, what is it, buck fifty here? Uh yeah, it's yeah. about uh, yeah, right it's now. That? Yeah, well, substantial. Buck 40, yeah, buck yeah. 50. When is the last time we had under a dollar a liter gasoline? Pandemic. Uh, yeah. Okay. I okay. remember gassing up at one point sixty nine cents. Okay, okay. That was at the height of remember over, no one was driving over anywhere. two? What's that? Didn't we get to over yeah. two bucks? Two fifteen, I think, for oh. regular. Yep. 
Uh, eSIM's Rock writes unsigned. 20 gigs in Europe for $15, I'm guessing, or maybe euros. Euros. Yeah. Exactly, guys. When when you're traveling, this is what you want to do. Because, you know, I love my company. They charge a a boatload for roaming. So I don't want any part of that. Thank you very much. That's responsible employee right there. Okay. Like it. Well, this is my yeah. last day. Comes out of column A and goes into column B. That's all I know. All right. Well, have a good trip. Let's end this show in style today. Yeah, let's have yeah. a good show, fellas. All right. Let's do that. Well, Enjoy be, that pot of coffee If it's today. no good, you're responsible for it. It's really good. Simmer and I will take all the credit. Always my fault. <laughs> yeah. And two-minute, a two-minute coffee video. You went above and beyond on that one. Wow. That was with pauses, too. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. 619, it is the Sens game day. It's going to be a late, late night tonight, uh, 10 o'clock face-off, as the Sens are in Seattle to take on the Kraken. And there is some Sens uh, injury news, unfortunately, uh, involving goaltender Cam Talbot again. Uh, he's banged up, so we'll talk about that and the impact that that will have going forward and all the latest Sens news uh, and uh, the rest of the NHL story. Uh, so lots to get to uh, there. Uh, just a ton of stuff. we got some winning for you as well. Uh, including uh, two more code words in our Sens Great Jersey giveaway. So that for you as well. We'll play Sens or Sensibility later on this morning. We've tried twice, failed twice, to give away the Sens Leafs tickets for next Saturday at the Canadian Tire Centre, the 100-level seats of Sens or Sensibility, coming up later on this morning uh, as well. Mike Johnson is our TSN Hockey Insider. He'll join us after 8. You're listening to Sports Radio TSN 1200. We're back 626 on a Sens game day Thursday. Got a late one for you tonight. Sens taking on the Kraken at 10 o'clock. 8 o'clock will be our pregame show here on TSN 1200. Uh, Dave, who's in his kitchen in Ottawa, writes, JR, did I hear your sports update correctly? Is the NHL Global Series now playing in South America? What country was that game you were talking about where the guy got a stick south of the equator? It's great for international expansion for the league. Grow the game. That's from uh, Dave. That is pretty solid. Kitchen. Hey? Yeah. Well, I, you know, you can go south of the border, yeah, yeah. south of the equator. That's true. Go yeah. straight to the groin. Yeah. I mean, it is Corey Perry. That, yeah, uh, and, and it also, if it's any other player, um, they would love it, but it appears that Mr. D'Angelo, uh, one of the least liked uh, players in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's taking it on all sides. Nobody sided with Corey, uh, giving Corey Perry any uh, negative. It was all on D'Angelo. Uh, great work on the eSIM call. Hammer just spent two and a half months in Costa Rica, and it worked great. It's brilliant. There's nothing nice. to do. There yeah. really is. Right. It's an app. It's Sle- awesome. Sleeping at a rest stop gets you featured on next month's true crime, <laughs> how they died in their sleep. Have a safe trip. Yeah. LOL. Okay. Come on. Okay, well, just. There's lots of people that pull over and have a little cat nap in those they little rest do? stations. <laughs> You yeah. might not hear from them again, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they do. What uh, state are you planning on doing that? Is that like a really? South Carolina thing? or a... No, to be honest, the plan yeah. is to just power right through. Okay. My wife and I have got a little plan. We're going to kind of go back and forth, hour here, hour four hours here, four hours there. Mm. And then my plan is to push us through the overnight because it's just I'm used to those hours. You need a little I'm break. Awake. Those those rest stops, they do have the ladies of the night there. So if you get a knock on the window, <laughs> don't be surprised. Are you, uh, you no, like some company? You know, uh, <laughs> Is there any no. room in the van? <laughs> you guys look full up in there. <laughs> you got a room for a hitchhiker? No, yells, I yells. don't. I apologize. Okay. All right. 627. So Sense and Kraken uh, tonight and uh, Ottawa got some bad news on the injury front uh, last night. We saw, of course, or yesterday, uh, because Cam Talbot uh, sat out the game on uh, Monday in Chicago. 
with what was described as a mid-body injury, and Darren Dreger now reporting is an oblique strain, and so he has been sent home from the trip and will miss up to three weeks, which puts the goaltending back in the hands of the rookies, Mad Sogard and Kevin Mandelize. So we'll assume that Mad Sogard, who played in the game in Chicago, and, well, he, like the rest of the team, was uh, not very good uh, yeah. in that game. Excited to get back at it after the tough game in the Windy City. Monday was uh, was not what uh, any of us wanted. And, you know, we just, uh, just move on from it. Uh, you know, learn from it, and uh, yeah, you know, today was a, it's a new day, and our focus is on uh, on Seattle now. So, uh, yeah, it's done, and uh, it's old news. So, uh, just uh, move on to, uh, to the next task. There he is. What the yeah. Sens will hope will be the Great Dane starting uh, tonight, Matt Silgard. Yeah, and also part of that interview talked about hey, he found out at the morning skate. So any of the theory or idea of hey, last minute like a Matt Murray where you're in warm up, he was fine. He didn't have a very good game, but. I'll say this, it's going to happen to everybody, and it's always magnified when it's the younger guy, JR. Might as well have your clunker when everybody else is versus a game where your team plays really well. I know Ottawa generated shots and chances, but hey, everybody had a bad night, and I'm very confident in his ability. And it was kind of interesting, as I was thinking, maybe Talbot could stick around as a veteran guy, but you can also see that he and Mandelizzi have a real nice relationship. So that support for the two young fellas, and hey, grab a hold, and, and pretty much the playoff fate of the Ottawa Senators is now going to be at the hands of the uh, two American League goaltenders, and I'm excited to see. We are almost, well, we are. We're back in the same spot we were, what, about a month or so ago, coming out of the All-Star break, yeah, exactly. where yeah. Anton Forsberg, the first game out uh, back versus uh, Edmonton, uh, suffered that unfortunate double knee injury, mm-hmm. and Talbot was already out at that point, and Talbot was going to be out for a period of time, and at that point, Led by probably myself, it became sky is falling radio. Oh, no, they're done. Two rookie goalies. That's what the Sens are going to have to rely on. Uh, and uh, instead, uh, they performed very well. They gave the Sens more than competent goaltending uh, throughout those two weeks until uh, Talbot got back. But now he's back on the injured list. This yeah, is, yeah. for those that have lost track, the third um, you know, significant injury. This is not something that's going to keep him out a game or two. This is up to three weeks. Uh, that injury back in late January, that cost him a month. And then, of course, there was the injury at the start of the season, which cost him, what, three three weeks or so. So, yeah. unfortunately yeah. for Cam Talbot, and this yeah. is when you play, uh, when you deal with older players, Cam Talbot's now 35, one of the things you got to bake into your equation is, is this player going to be reliable from an injury standpoint for the entire year? And unfortunately for Matt uh, Cam Talbot, that has not been the case. No, uh, just like Norris and Pinto, uh, much older players and, also, Boucher. What? <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, older, no, older, I, older players have no, a tendency to get injured. For, for sure. And you also looked at kind of weird when he got the rib injury. And I'm assuming this oblique strain and Talbot had somebody or say Forsberg had a gentleman fall on him, if not two. And it was very evident being at the game on Saturday. It was his left leg where, yeah, he just looked very uncomfortable. So on the shelf, uh, unfortunate for that. Um, and you go back to... God, how impressive Mandelisi was, of course, on the island of all teams. And then even in that Boston loss, uh, really played well. So as I said, I'm very confident of, of the ability of both. And, uh, you know, I'll go give Pooley a little shout out yesterday because he said he thought Talbot will play on the trip. And he had some inside information that he won't be out very long. So that was obviously some good scoops. Not, he was getting not necessary for you <laughs> no, to pile on no, I don't. our NHL yeah. inside. No, for sure, for sure. But hey, this is now... Pretty good chance it's April. I mean, you're almost to the end of the season here as far as Cam Talbot, unfortunately. Yeah, we are, what, today is the, let's say today's the ninth, yeah, so 16, yeah. 23, 30, 
There's five. I believe that the season ends around five weeks from tonight. Yeah. I think yeah, for the Sens. Yeah, yeah. So exactly five weeks. So if Talbot is now, they said up to three weeks. So still could have a you know a couple of weeks left in yeah. the season by the time he returns. And you know who knows where the Sens are in terms of the standings. I would think potentially. Well, I guess the other part of it is Belleville has kind of clawed themselves back into the uh, in potentially into yeah. making the playoffs or at least the play-in round yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the American Hockey League that uh, you would like in a perfect world. One uh, or both of those guys, because I think uh, Sogard got papered down at the trade deadline, right? Making him eligible. Did he? For the I, 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 I'm not sure. It was okay. he? Okay. I'd have to, I'd have to look yeah. back on it. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah. if they can, uh, you know, the American Hockey League season goes actually past the NHL season. Mm. So, in other words, if Ottawa doesn't make it, they could potentially have both the guys yeah. playing in the NHL right now yeah. available to them for a potential yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting if this did go the duration, JR, the full three weeks. Um, you know, and it was funny because that groin injury was originally the three-weeker, wasn't it? And it was exactly three weeks when he got back. But hey, where, what will the fate of the Sens, and as you said, Belleville, and, and credit to David Bell, um, has done a very nice job there. That's not the biggest lineup, but Ridley Gregg has gone back down, is playing real well, and nice to see Lassie Thompson get a couple of goals last night, JR. So be very interesting to see the fate of both clubs in three weeks as to what's happening. And I guess if, if Ottawa's on a roll and both the young goaltenders are playing – even come back with Talbot. So we'll see. We'll reconvene at the end of March and see where everybody's at. Uh, the, uh, the the voodoo doll or whatever it is that's, uh, that exists with Ottawa goaltenders that has stretched through the organization down to Belleville. I think Craig Anderson is responsible for yeah, that. <laughs> reared its ugly head as well in the Belleville-Laval game last night. I don't know exactly what happened. I only, I only <laughs> looking at minutes played. Yeah. But I don't know where Bebo is. He must be hurt again. So they were down to this, uh, I think it's Dylan Thompson. Yeah, they yeah. acquired from the Marlies yeah. as, um, when they were right out of goalies. Yeah. And he was the third stringer on the Marlies. They acquired him in a trade, signed him to an American Hockey League deal for the rest of the year. And then they had the, 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 the kid from Queen's University, right, yeah. who ended up playing a game. Well, he ended up coming into the game last night. Again, I don't know why. Oh, wow. it, it wasn't okay. due to poor play because no, they, they, it was victory. a shutout yeah. at that point. When he came in, uh, you know, I think it was at some Jeepers. point in the second period. So they're down, they're down to, and again, don't know what uh, what the deal is with Bebo right now. But Thompson, yeah. uh, I believe it's Thompson, uh, the uh, de facto number one is left the game last night, and so Queens University, you're up. Yeah. So. Hey, you be scouring around. I guess, I guess the good thing is some of the college teams have now finished their season. The other thing. Uh, I would assume, I'll look it up actually and put it out there, Levy Marilainen, who I see has a record in Finland now. Yeah, it's uh, a great year. Yeah, eight shutouts. Um, when would they be done? They'd be, the well, the, the, yeah, season would be wrapping up pretty soon, Jared, but I'll, I'll take a look. But that's something. But also, uh, I would assume if he has those stats, Karpat Ulu, where he plays, usually has a pretty good club, so they could go deep into the playoffs anyway. But we'll monitor his season, and that's certainly a player that's under contract and would also come back to Belleville or wherever he may be needed at the point. At that point. Yeah. The other thing regarding Sens prospects to keep your eye on, uh, the college playoffs for those teams that make it begin this weekend. And uh, North Dakota, for those who haven't been maybe following as closely uh, this year, has not had as good a year as they typically do. Uh, and they're going into their uh, weekend playoff series uh, at, against Omaha as the underdog. And the way it works, it's a best of three. But you play all three games if you're the uh, if you're the lower seeded team on the road, um, so that would be uh, that would be a difficult assignment for them to uh, knock off Oklahoma uh, and Omaha potentially. And of course, uh, when their season comes to an end, be it this weekend or the weekend after or whenever, uh, we are under the presumption, based on everything that all indications are, that Tyler Clevin uh, is going to turn pro uh, and uh, he will come into the Sens organization. 
we'll, we'll see. We'll, you know, part part of turning pro sometimes, depending on uh, the player's wishes and the agent and everything else, is hey, I get a game or I get to play in the NHL. Um, for a player who's a second round draft pick, I don't know that you have that much cachet, but you have also the ability with a little bit of leverage of you know, um, you know, I want to knock a year off my contract, my rookie deal, whatever, whatever. Uh, he's going to be uh, turning pro when his season yeah. ends. That could be as soon as this weekend. Yeah, and I would assume based on the contractual portion of it, Ottawa's been able to offer that in the past year. This would not be a year uh, where they're going to guarantee that to hire Clevin. Usually now, not with a second-round pick, right? Not, not only just that, just where you're at. I mean, you can't in the middle of a playoff race decide, hey, going to pop you in for a game. That probably won't happen. Then the other part is, hey, uh, do you want to even eat off a year? Um, a player like that generally would just come in on a PTO, and then the contract would start. But more importantly, uh, and Ottawa's done a nice job, has a good relationship with those players and coach. You know, come in and get your feet wet in Belleville. You know, get a feel for the pro game. It really is a nice, uh, you know, pretty good chance that's where he's playing next year. Uh, so come in, and boy, if you could help them and push them into a playoff as well, that's also great. Be really uh, interested to see how quickly he acclimatizes yeah, me too. To, I the, don't know uh, to the pro game. We've seen lots of highlights. He's yeah. a really big kid mm-hmm. who can move around the ice actually pretty well. And you know, a lot of lot of lot of Sens fans are excited about uh, his mm-hmm. prospects and see you know lots of clips of him blowing up other kids. I'll just I'll remind people that there are a lot of kids playing college hockey. Not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. There are some. There are a few. Kids playing college hockey who are essentially on the team because their dad is really rich and got them a fourth line role and they get out there for the odd shift and they are completely out of their element compared to the yeah. players. Some of the players are playing. Yeah, against. no, so for sure. You now, can sometimes read a little yeah. bit too much into yeah. how much somebody dominates or not dominates, but yeah. has these uh, individual wow moments. Well, the WCHA, uh, not quite as much as some of the other, but you're right. And also just a variation of age, JR, right? I mean, you're talking about some kids that are 18, some that are 24. The bigger thing, and of all things, kind of alumni, when Mike Commodore was at school, the curiosity, and I still think it's the case, a little less now, but back in the day, a guy would come out, once the mask comes off, hey, I'm blowing anybody up because i got to fight all the time now. It's not quite as bad, but the physicality is different. That's what you really watch for. Are you willing to do that when you know once in a while you're going to have to drop the gloves? That, that could be a real change for a player coming out of college uh, historically. He has had, Clevin talking about, has had, I believe, two separate suspensions this year, uh, one of which appeared to be a complete overreaction, but... You know, uh, they are certainly cognizant to the colleges, et, et cetera, very protective oh, of yeah. players, especially when they get hurt. But, yeah. it, yeah. you know, they are, I think when I had Brad Berry, you were sick, I think, the, the day we had Brad Berry, the coach at North Dakota, on. And I essentially said, or the, you know, was one of them a big boy penalty? In other words, he's just way bigger than the guy he hit. Yeah, and unfortunately, sure. yeah. the result is an injury. Yeah. And uh, a suspension kind of is based on the fact that the other player was injured when really is the bigger player at fault or is it just... It's just the law of the jungle where you're bigger than the other guy, and uh, you're you know you you unfortunately hit that player so hard, and he's so much smaller than you are that uh, there is a resulting injury. Yeah, and also on you know for years, and it's still the case, guys. When you don't play all week and you have the cages on, it'd be football on ice at times. Guys are just with their, and then the other part you want to talk about professional hockey. Guys learning to keep their head up. In college hockey, because you do have the cage on, you know, it is, again, just different dynamics of understanding of how I'm going to react when I'm pretty protected and 
all of a sudden when you turn pro, it, it, it's very different. Uh, anyway, I, I'm uh, whenever it happens, whether it's uh, you know after this weekend or at some point, uh, probably sooner rather than later, and Tyler Clevin uh, does turn pro, and whether it's in Belleville or whatever, excited to see what he brings to the Absolutely, table yeah. because just um, the measurables and the little clips we see. Uh, if indeed there is a NHL caliber player there, and it's probably going, it's probably he's probably pretty. I'm guessing he's pretty raw, and it's going to see some people already penciling him in for next season or whatever. He's going to be probably a guy who's going to need some time, yeah. get adjusted to the pro game. But boy, if he can play at the NHL level at his size, um, and again, he's got a real nice, he's got a real nice uh, uh, bomb as well from the point. But you know, he's he's known for his physicality and his size, and he would look like the ideal. Uh, kind of shut down pair kind of guy. I mean, yeah. he looks like the guy who I would put in for Eric Brandstrom, quite yeah. frankly. No, right? absolutely. On the third pair left oh, side. Yeah. No, no, and, and the reshaping of the defense we talked about for a long time. And all of a sudden, when you match in Chickren and Sanderson, Zuba, Shabbat, this guy's in the five spot. And whatever you end up doing, you resign Hamannick as JBD, Thompson, to everything else. Yeah. And also, I think even the transition because JBD and Brandstrom. Uh, doesn't really work in a third pair. And so, yeah, when you start shaping the defense and you look at that and wonder. Well, you need yeah. some boom. You oh, need some boom. On yeah. the, if oh, you're going to sure, go yeah. somewhere in the playoff, eventually you, you need you need a bit of boom in your back end. Oh, for sure, yeah. Boom in the back end. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Do it. Thank you. What was Hammer, What was Hammer though, you were using? What was uh, Chickren shot the other banger. day? Banger. So I think that there's a bit of a there's a bit of a dispute there because I think what? the banger. No, no, you you came up with the banger. And the bomb on the back, like that's kind of in your repertoire. So I think JR is kind of just riding off your banger. Right? Yeah. Excuse me. Have you trademarked <laughs> boom in the back? You need some boom in the back end, and it has nothing to do with a shot. It has to do with physicality. You got the banger and the boomer. Yeah. Some boom in your back end. I like, Take I like that it. any way you want. Yeah. I like it. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right, uh, so uh, that's another thing uh, if yeah. you're a Sens fan to keep your eye on is uh, North Dakota playing in the playoffs this weekend. Okay, back to the Sens for just a second. So, again, uh, Talbot's out. Uh, uh, all indications are Sogard starts tonight. Based on practice yesterday and, again, afterward, uh, DJ Smith said they don't read too much into how we practice. We mixed and matched a lot of different things, but uh, it's Patrick, right? Patrick Brown? Patrick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been so many Browns. What can yeah. Brown do for you? Yeah. Uh, he skated on the, I guess we'll call it the de facto third line last night uh, or yesterday with uh, Gambrell and uh, Joseph. So this would potentially be his first game to draw into the lineup. Of course, they got him uh, at the trade deadline for a sixth-round pick. Good uh, sort of a veteran utility player. We may see his uh, uh, debut tonight for yeah. the Sens. Yeah, uh, also interesting, uh, Sparker Kelly was in there, and the extra yeah. forwards ended up being Broussard and Gauthier. Now, I'm not a big Gauthier guy. I can kind of see where, hey, he is big and kind of moves around. Tough to find at times. But when I looked at that, and then also Branstrom coming up post possibly in Holden, I understand what you're up against tonight. You're up against a team that plays properly. They still lead the National Hockey League in five-on-five goals, 161 to the Sens, 111. And when they played here, they really picked them apart. But I still would say a little surprised after such a nice stretch, the bottom six scoring, and you have one bad game in Chicago. I'm not saying it's radical changes, but you all of a sudden are looking at, that looks more like a survival group than necessarily a group to kind of thrive for what had happened on that five-game stretch. So we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. And again, uh, he did. He did caution. Just because a guy, uh, you know, was one of the skating, and we'll call it a scratch position, doesn't mean that'll be the case tonight. Yeah. But I have a tendency to think he'll. <laughs> 
based on uh, what happened on uh, on Monday night, he is going to he is going to make some moves. Kelly's been out for what six six games in a oh, row. Oh, uh, like at that. least yeah. I mean, it, you know. And again, Broussard, you had certainly good play. Uh, also had a thousandth game. You had Goche coming over for Mott. Uh, the curiosity for me when I watch the defensive mistakes. Very seldom do I see Branstrom in any of the highlight packs, but mm-hmm. as soon as something goes wrong, yeah. the fella's out of the lineup. Like, He's out. yeah, I don't recall like like I think of a lot of breakaways and some turnovers from Thomas Shabbat and some mistakes from you know Hammond getting walked and hey Branstrom, you're out because those other guys are struggling. <laughs> Get out of there. Kind <laughs> of no, kind of interesting. No, yeah. You're no good. No. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll continue to chat about that. Share your thoughts. On anything we talk about, Texas at 12-1200, tweet at us, at TSN 1200. Mike Johnson is our TSN hockey insider. There was only three games last night. Um, do you, should we even be uh, caring about what Detroit does or based on what they did at the trade deadline? I mean, they did win last night. They beat Chicago. Uh, they're a point back of Ottawa, but, it, it you know, that broke, what, a six-game losing streak, I think, yeah, Detroit has. I, I, it I, feels I, like a... I, I should mention it because they're only a point back, yeah. but it also feels like they wave the white flag themselves <laughs> yeah. as far as the playoff race goes. Yeah, and I guess I'd also, the way they'll pace to go, if Ottawa's around Detroit, uh, then they're probably not in the playoff race, Jerry, right, is what you're saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of looked at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, um, but what? I so, think it really comes down to Islanders, Pittsburgh, Florida, uh, a little Washington, a little Buffalo. Before Ottawa faces off tonight in Seattle at 10 o'clock, at 7 o'clock tonight, it's Pittsburgh versus the Islanders. The good news is somebody's losing that game and is not getting two points. The bad news is somebody is winning the game and getting two points. Yeah. So the two teams that right now are in the wild card position, uh, one of them, depending on who wins, will at minimum Ottawa will go into tonight uh, six points back of the final wild card uh, card, card spot, and that's yeah. if uh, Pittsburgh wins. Uh, and if it's the Islanders, it will remain at, I, uh, I'm at go, five. I'm going with I want Pittsburgh to win. Uh, I want yeah. Pittsburgh to jump over them and then, hey, Set your sights on the New York Islanders the rest of the way. Well, you got three games in hand on them, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. If you yeah. uh, if you want to talk about uh, you know your uh, your fate in your own hands, mm-hmm. as far as Ottawa is concerned, they win those three games in hand. And again, there's other teams in and around them as well, like uh, like Florida and Buffalo. But you win your three games in hand, you are even with the Islanders uh, in terms of points. All right. So uh, out of town scoreboard, not a lot from last night. Just uh, the three games. The the most important game actually actually was out in Winnipeg. Mark uh, Andre Fleury, wow, little fountain of youth action last night. 46 saves, backstops Minnesota to a 4-2 win uh, over Winnipeg. We can talk about where the Jets are at in just a second, uh, but this is the uh, crucial point of the game last night, especially for Minnesota fans. Skates across the blue line, then got it to Kaprizov, who got tackled by Stanley, and he was crunched awkwardly to the ice. Oh, boy. Kaprizov up very slowly. And all of the state of hockey holding its collective breath. Yeah, everybody in that bench certainly is. Yeah, so Kirill Kaprizov in the third period. So Logan Stanley uh, is a big, big boy. Large. Uh, and <laughs> it was just kind of an awkward thing, and he kind of fell on him. And, you know, Lloydy, you know, brought back the example oh, of when yeah. Malkin fell on oh, Chris Weidman, oh. and Weidman tore the ha- memory, tore the hamstring oh, right gosh. off the bone. I. I don't know if this is quite to that extent, but it had the same sort of look to it. So we'll uh, we'll see. There was no update on Kaprizov after. Oh, that, that poor Weidman thing, your classic, you know what I mean? It's happening in real time, and there is no chance for you to do anything right there. And, God, I think about Weidman and the recovery. And remember him talking about living in his parents' basement in a hospital bed, and that is a long, long recovery. And of all things, KHL and has made it back, but... That would be unfortunate as well. We are talking about one of the real stars of the game right now. And, uh, boy, Minnesota uh, riding the goaltenders, right? And and for Winnipeg, it has been just an absolute, yeah. Why does Winnipeg do this every year, Jer? 
Is it that they ride their goaltender too much? Is it is it something? But I don't think this, it's the goaltending no, that's let but, them but down. But it, it feels it's, like the same movie, doesn't it? Every year, well, it's the same. Essentially, it's though the same players. No, exactly. You yeah. Know, so yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, it's the same core of players, and we see this. We see this with other teams where you just kind of max out on uh, what you've done. Um, you know, the the mix just doesn't work any longer, and you know they they're still in the spot. They're still four points up on Calgary yeah. Yeah. for the final playoff spot. But you know, from where we were. Three four days ago, yeah. when the uh, you know the Flames were on a five game losing streak themselves, then they go down to Dallas and Minnesota and win back to back. And Jacob Markstrom maybe is finally after being uh, you know off the entire year uh, has a couple of good games, so maybe he's back in form. Uh, and in the meantime, Winnipeg has started at well, not it's, this is not recent. They've been sputtering for a while now, uh, and they have now fallen to uh, to the point where they're only four points up in Calgary. That looks like. That's the only race. Yeah. I know Nashville is in there with games in hand, but again, they wove the wove wove. What did they wove yeah, the yeah. white flag? Uh, what do you do? They when, waved, waved the white flag, waved the white flag at the trade deadline as well. And, so, well, yeah, that's yeah. Good one. and Winnipeg. I mean, Rick Bone is gone from Jack Adams. Uh, hey, uh, I think Bones will Jack be back squat. next year. <laughs> Bones Jack Adams back. to Jack Squat. <laughs> Bones is going to be back next year. I mean, that is pretty uh, amazing. The starts and hey, you see that with lots of teams and. What are we going, Jack Adams, right now? Automatic that it goes to full Monty? It has to. And then Lindy, talk- Lindy Ruff from being boot opening night, probably I s- second. <laughs> yeah, I s- let me find the uh, the stat for tonight regarding Boston. This came across my desk from the powers that be at TSN. But, 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 if the, uh, so Bruins play Oilers tonight. Okay. You want to talk about a game to tune in tonight oh, at 7 gosh, o'clock. Yeah, yeah that would be a nice game. appetizer. If right? the Bruins beat the Oilers tonight and the Sabres, the Islanders, and Ottawa all lose in regulation, that would lock up things for Boston. I'm guessing for uh, <laughs> clinching an Eastern for a playoff spot. Wow. They would be the first team in NHL history to clinch a playoff spot through 63 games. So with 19 games to go in the season, if everything aligns based on results tonight. How is that possible when you think back to those Montreal teams in yeah. the 70s? I'm only like, going like, no, no, no. by what the TSN no, 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 stat no, people no, are No, 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 I didn't mean that, Jerry. I don't mean it that way. I'm meaning how incredible that is. Because Montreal and what the league looked like back then with whatever, 16 teams, whatever they had, um, the domination that they had. So, yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, interestingly enough, as I was just, I don't have the standings in front of me. My trifecta of the three coaches of the year would end up being uh, Lindy Ruff. First of all, it'd be Jimmy Montgomery, but the other one would be the gentleman we're going to see tonight, Dave Haxel. I think he has done an abs after last year being a, a gong show. He, he has done incredible, and we wondered if this would be sustainable in Seattle. Well, mm-hmm. looking pretty darn good. It's really, really impressive what they've been doing, and it is that five-on-five play that, like I said, leading the NHL in goals, 161. Even strength goals is quite incredible. Yeah, I've got uh, I got some stats on the crack, and we can get into uh, in the next hour about yeah, especially from an offensive point of view, how good they have been yeah, uh, this yeah. year. All right, uh, and if you care, uh, Vancouver beat uh, Anaheim. Uh, JT Miller <laughs> appears to be playing some much better hockey under Rick Tockett. Yeah, <laughs> I could just imagine that conversation when Tockett took over yeah. of get your you know what yeah. together. Probably there, hand no. on throat. <laughs> that was the starting point of yeah. the quote conversation. Hey, come on over. I got to have a word here. <laughs> My name is Rick Tukit. <laughs> you play for the Canucks. Time to get your you know what together. I have there, friends JT. in the gambling world. <laughs> yeah. They could make you disappear. Uh, anyways, playing much better hockey. Yeah. You got two yeah. goals last night, including the winner in overtime. Canucks beat the Ducks 3 to 2. All right, again, Sens and Kraken tonight. Late start, 10 o'clock. 
Uh, and again, 10 o'clock Saturday in Vancouver, 9 o'clock Sunday in Calgary, and then they'll wrap up the road trip 9 o'clock on Tuesday versus the Edmonton Oilers. Much more on the game uh, coming up throughout the morning. Again, Mike Johnson is our TSN Hockey Insider. He'll join us after 8 o'clock this morning. We'll take a break when we come back. Uh, the Raptors lost last night against the Clippers uh, as they're in the middle of a Western trip uh, as well. It was a close game, but man, did Fred Van Vliet, and he's the heart and soul, uh, taking over for Kyle Lowry, certainly with the Raptors' heart and soul guy. Man, did he rip the refs after the game last night, like really ripped them. You'll hear that next here on TSN 1200. Sends and cracking for you tonight here on TSN 1200, 8 o'clock pregame. 10 o'clock will be the uh, faceoff. So the Sens are out west. The Toronto Raptors are out west as well. They had a real good game in Denver uh, the other night uh, and then ended up losing uh, toward the end. Last night they were in L.A. to take on old mate Kawhi Leonard uh, and, the, uh, Cl- uh, and the Clippers. Uh, ended up losing the game 108-100 uh, as Kawhi Leonard had 24 points and 12 rebounds. And full disclosure, I didn't see the game, but <laughs> then I saw the clip this morning of Fred Van Vliet postgame, the Raptors guard, who is really the heartbeat of the team. I mean, he's the heart and soul player on the team. Uh, and he had some real issues with the officiating uh, last night. So to set it up before we hear the clip, you make sure, did you make sure you beeped all of the beepables? Did you beep the beepables? I beeped the beepables. <laughs> okay, all right, because there's a few of them. <laughs> My uh, version came bleeped. Okay. Uh, total fouls in the game was not... You know, it was 23 for the Raptors, 18 on the Clippers. Uh, Fred Van Vliet did pick up a technical foul at one point uh, in the game last night. Free throws, though, 31 free throw, three, free throw attempts for the Clips, 31 for the Raptors, 14. So, again, without, uh, without having seen the game, seemed like the officiating, at least from a Raptors point of view, was not that good. Here's Fred Van Vliet of the Raps postgame. Definitely in the third quarter there. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know... Um, Ben Taylor was f***ing terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just f***ed the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple, couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. There is a Fred Van Vliet who will uh, exit uh, the uh, L.A. Uh, uh, forum <laughs> with a lighter wallet, uh, most certainly, after that yeah. diatribe uh, yeah. last night. And again, he's coming at it uh, in a in a calm, he lays it out right there. Now, there are yeah. numerous yeah. F-bombs uh, involved, but um, you can, and, and he is not the first player uh, this season to have expressed a disappointment over the officiating with, with a, with a, with an, an, like there, with one particular official, like he's got it out for me yeah. and Fred Van Vliet is to my knowledge first time he's really gone off in the officials in his career yeah and always to that um when you make it personal again I would guess based on egos probably not going to help you JR but yeah we'll see what happens and also uh, you think about when you're in LA it's the Lakers get all the calls and LeBron 
not case. And if I'm not mistaken as well, is that the first game that they've won with Russell Westbrook? They had dropped four in a row <laughs> since he came in. Mm. So maybe the, the mandate was there to somehow get old Rusty the first victory since he's come across since being bought out by, was it Utah that he got sent to originally and then bought yes. out and then, you know, yeah. back to the clip joint. So yeah, been a, been a, yeah, just been a real up and down year for the Raptors, unfortunately. Uh, it has, it has. And it's now, uh, so anyway, that's, that's the update on that. I just wanted to uh, mm-hmm. uh, update the standings because the Raptors, for those who are sort of half paying attention, they got to play in, uh, in the, uh, in the NBA. So right now, as of this morning, they're sitting in ninth place at 32 and 35. So okay. again, the way the play-in series works, seventh place plays eighth place in a one-gamer. Winner is the seventh place team for the playoffs. Eighth place gets a do-over. They play the winner of nine versus ten. So nine versus ten is an elimination game. The winner of that one moves on to uh, face the loser of seven versus eight for the final. Pretty cool spot. formula. Eh? You know, well, when, we when, talked about that for the NHL, yeah, yeah, whether but, that's something that people would have an yeah, appetite for yeah. in the NHL. Yeah, I, I'm more just, you know, again, I, I like the way the NHL sets up from a conference or a divisional standpoint, Jer. So I'm more about four versus five, but this one that the NBA does is, yeah, really, really cool, you know, the thinking of, and you're trying to, and these competition committees sit around and come up with some different formulas, and yeah, I, I think they struck something pretty cool for the NBA. And from a hockey standpoint, I, I, I wouldn't mind a little four versus five for a just a one game. Hey, mm-hmm. one game, winner takes all. Maybe you put some type of points caveat that yeah. if hey, the, five is more than 10 points behind four, then forget it. The, 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 the reason that I, you know, and, and again, they're, they're, they do, the NBA does their playoffs from a conference format that mm-hmm. I know a lot of NHL fans would like, but that's not the reality of what they have right now. What I like about this, if you're going to have a play-in system, is the teams that finish seventh and eighth, mm-hmm. th- those are... If there was no play-in, those would be the playoff teams. Well, you get two chances to win one game if you're seven yeah, uh, or sure. eight. Because yeah. the loser, the winner, boom, they move on automatically. The loser gets that second chance to play uh, and will play at home uh, to, for the winner of of nine versus ten. So nine versus ten, you know, it, you're kind of in the, hey, we're lucky to be there that, that we've got this playoff system. Uh, you, you know, you have to win. You have two games. You got to win both to move on in the playoffs. And seven and eight, who are in the old-fashioned playoff, they're in the playoff spot, they get two chances to win one game. So I, I, I'd I, like it from that, like it makes sense to me. Yeah, I no, I, I agree. What, what also, I, and I don't know the whole history of it, but just in my own following sports for a long time, you know, I grew up with the National League East, and you knew who the Montreal Expos were in, certainly from a football standpoint. Um, before being a Patriots fan, I was a Redskins or fan, Washington football team, sorry, whatever it was. But but you know the divisions, and certainly growing up in ho- watching hockey, you knew the Adams division if you were local. Um, the NBA's never had that, right, Jerry? It's, it's, I'm assuming it's always been uh, confer- two conferences? Because I don't remember ever being any, yeah. you know, the rivalries were always based on East and West. It was never anything to do with the interdivisional, right? Yeah, I think at one point, though, was it was, okay. at, no, but at one point it was, are we at, okay. I don't even remember now. Are we at three divisions in the NBA? Or we're down to two. At one point, it was three divisions. Okay, no, it is. It's two. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just two conferences, right? Yeah. 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 Well, no, no, no. It's I meant divisions within the conference. Oh. Like at okay. one point, oh. there were three divisions. I believe okay. there's now two. Oh. But it's okay. an okay. eight-team conference playoff with the well, with the play-in round as well. It's all very confusing. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. If, if we're going to go down that road of play-ins, I like the way that the NBA does it. I don't know that the NHL. I don't think should or will do it. 
with the way that it's divisional playoffs right now, you'd have to go to the conference format before you'd uh, before you'd look Unless at. Unless you wanted like this. four and five to play, and the winner moves on, and then you have another. Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, throw that. The one thing I think, from a hockey standpoint, though, it is getting tougher and tougher. The fact of you know, sixteen teams make it, sixteen out. And it sure feels like it's awfully hard to get into the dance these days. <laughs> you know, you think about the East and when we started the season, you're looking at Ottawa and you're thinking, okay, you know, Ottawa and Buffalo are coming along here. Well, Boston's certainly not going yeah. anywhere and Toronto to Tampa. And, you know, but I know that's sick with a little will change. But I do think the fact that 16 teams miss every year, you can They'll do a little that. something. Yeah, I think I, so, I'm, yeah. I'm smelling some sort of expansion of the playoffs whether it whether just more teams make it and there's buys or whether there's playing rounds yeah for sure yeah yeah i i i uh, that that is going to be coming i i don't think what we'll see well i don't believe would be the case because i wouldn't like it i don't like uh just a five versus four because again four has earned their way into what the, is the existing play-in spot so we're playing once we're playing a one game and now i know you get home ice i guess yeah, in that yeah. but you're playing one game and then four is out yeah I mean, you don't get that second chance, right, under that format. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, thoughts on that? Welcome to Texas 121200. Tweet at us at TSN 1200. Phone line's always open, 750-1200. We'll take a break. Top of the hour, news and sports update is uh, on the way. Late night across the NHL uh, last night. Busy night tonight, including big late night tilt for the Sens as they begin uh, things without Cam Talbot. Likely Mad Sogard in that tonight as the Sens will play the Kraken in Seattle at 10 o'clock. Our pregame show here on TSN 1200 begins at 8 on Sports Radio TSN 1200.